This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. Welcome to the February installment of Community Focus, presented by the Friends of MCTV. I'm your host, John McPeak. Every month, this program features news about upcoming activities in the greater Midland area. This month, our guests include folks from the Midland County Historical Society, Lamb of God Midland, Midland Firefighter Youth Foundation, and the Midland Chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha, in collaboration with the Midland Community Orchestra. Joining us today to lead off our program is Jake Huss, the Manager of Historic Programs and Exhibitions at the Midland Center for the Arts. Welcome to Community Focus. Well, thank you and thanks for having me, John. Well, Jake, the Midland County Historical Society has several series and exhibitions scheduled for 2020. Uh, can you give us a, an overview of those? Certainly. Um, we have kind of a slurry of activity here at the uh, beginning of February. We're opening up our 2020 Visions exhibit, um, which we'll be talking about a little later. We're also, we also have a Heritage Series program on February 7th. Mm -hmm. That's going to be over at our Dome building. And then we're doing uh, February 1st, so It'll probably have already passed, but we're doing our Becauses and Events. That's a full-day symposium where we have speakers and panels come in um, just to give, give the audience of Midland here something to, something to do, something to enjoy. Okay, now the Heritage Series, that's a series of events, uh, what, quarterly? And, and what's the, uh, what's the uh, setup? What is the program like in each time? Sure, so they're quarterly events, and typically we have present a presenter or presenters. Um, in the case of the upcoming February 7th, we actually have two presenters, and it's going to be more of a conversation between the two of them. In the past, we've had people who do lectures, we've had people who um, do wider presentations with PowerPoints and things. So it really varies just depending on who the guest is, who our presenter is. But we always have fun folks. And so the next presentation in the Heritage Series is the uh, personal perspectives growing up in the Jim Crow South. Tell us about it. All right, well, that's going to be done by two individuals, local Midland individuals, Bertha Vaughn and Ernest Carter. Mm -hmm. um, both of these individuals are African-American, and they grew up in the Jim Crow South. Bertha Vaughn grew up in South Carolina, and Ernie uh, Carter grew up in Mississippi. So they're just going to go and have a little conversation. Bertha's going to give an overview kind of of what Jim Crow means, what the laws stated, 
um, and then they're going to have a talk about how it actually affected their lives mm -hmm. growing up. And I, I've had the opportunity to sit down with them for an hour to kind of go over the presentation, what they want to talk about. It's going to be fantastic. As I said, um, they both consider Midland their town now because they have both been here for at, for 40 some odd years each. Mm -hmm. They were both uh, scouted and recruited from college to come up to work in Midland. Bertha worked at Dow for many years and um, Ernest Carter was a was an educator mm -hmm. here in Midland Public Schools. So they'll be talking a little bit about that as well as they moved from the south and came to the north and some of their experiences here in raising children in Michigan. So they'll cover a broad range of things. And that will be, will there be a chance for a discussion with the audience? Any questions and answers? There will be. We'll be having a Q&A session with that. And what we'll be doing is providing the audience with some index cards and pens. So you can just write down a question. As Bertha and Ernie are talking, you can write down your question, pass it over to a runner that we'll have available. They'll get it up to, uh, to our presenters. Mm -hmm who will be able to read it and kind of answer those questions and hopefully hopefully give some, give the folks who come some good information. Now you mentioned it was uh, Friday, February 7th. Where and when? So it's going to be at 7.30 p.m. and that'll be in the Solutions Room over at our Dome Building right on Main Street. Okay. And there'll be, we'll have some cookies and light refreshments, some coffee available. Tell us more about the Center's Perspective Series. Sure. So the Perspective Series came about this year because one of our individuals from programming was looking over different things that not only the A.B. Dow Museum and the Historical Society were doing, but some of our programming that we were bringing in as well. And she noticed that we were without really even realizing it or talking to each other about it really highlighting women with a series of events so we took that and ran with it and we created the perspective series which is this umbrella situation where we not only have our historical society 2020 visions exhibit which is opening in the main center building mm -hmm. as well as um, later there'll be an addendum to that opening at our Doan building and that's a wonderful exhibit going up talking about the past 100 years in women's history as well as locally um, highlighting a lot of local women and it's volunteer curated it was largely curated by Dr. Jennifer Vanette and she's been fantastic to work with. So we're really excited to see this all come together and open. And that exhibit is actually open and ready for people to walk through. Not only that, running at the same time, we have our Redefining Representations exhibit, which is the Women of the 116th Congress. I see you also I, on the, here have the, uh, some others. February 11th is a Women's STEM Night. This is at the center. This is uh, at the center. February 19th, the uh, photographer Elizabeth Herman. And as far as into March, March 20th, yeah. hearsay, a story and tell a, um, yeah. event. So. And Elizabeth Herman is going to be really interesting. She's one of the photographers that actually worked with the Congresswomen to get the pictures that are being shown in the redefining representation. So you're going to have her there with her work 
able to do a little talk with the audience. So that should be a really good time as well. So uh, for more information or to purchase tickets for any of these events, that's the ticket office at the uh, center? Certainly. You can go through the ticket office, and I can give the phone right here at 989-631-8250. These are also all events that you can purchase tickets at the door. Mm -hmm. um, they're listed online. Many of them are on our Facebook. That's always, that's always a good way to find a quick link onto our website to whatever you're looking for as well. Well, Jake, thank you for joining us on Community Focus to give us some information on the Midland County Historical Society programs. Thank you for having me. Our next guest is from Lamb of God Midland with information on their upcoming concerts. With the MCTV Network, you can share your story through television, online video, social media, and podcasts. Since 1984, MCTV has provided public access to television for the people and organizations of Midland. This hasn't changed. However, there are many other ways for you to reach your audience wherever they are and whenever they want. Call 837-3474 for details. Follow us on Facebook and search for MCTV Community Voices on YouTube or podcast platforms for more local stories. Join us to build a better community through media at MCTV. This is Community Focus, a presentation of the Friends of MCTV. Our guests in this second segment are Jenny Lowe, the director of Lamb of God Midland and the Reverend David Ackerman, soloist. Welcome to the program. Thank you, thank, thank you for you. having us. Jenny, could you give us some background on Lamb of God Midland, what the organization is, what it does? Sure. So. Lamb of God is actually a musical performance. Uh, it's an oratorio presented by a choir of over 100, and we have a full orchestra, as soloists, including David, um, all from our region, some of the very best, mm -hmm. and then also two narrators. And it, it goes through some of the major events of the life of Jesus Christ, including his death and his resurrection. And the whole purpose of this of this presentation is to help build bridges within the community. So um, last year we had 31 congregations represented. Uh, this year we actually have 45 <laughs> represented. So right. it draws upon um, many people from, even from Royal Oak, Sterling Heights, and the Grand Rapids area, but specifically the Great Lakes Bay region. And it's presented by uh, the local chapter of Witness Music, which is a 501c3 nonprofit that's committed to building bridges within the, commu the community mm -hmm. specifically, again, through the congregations and within the different musical groups. Now, when and where will these performances be held? So we are at the Center for the Arts on February 28th and 29th, uh, 7.30. We are really grateful for the center. We're not presented by the center, but um, again, we are a, a nonprofit presentation, mm -hmm. but we're grateful for their, their kindness in letting us rent the facility. And this is uh, your second annual prayer performances? Yes. We had one performance last year, uh, and about a thousand people attended that performance, and it was such a strong turnout from the community that we thought uh, two performances this year would be twice as good. So oh. we're hoping for a good turnout so this year, too. Two performances. Well, Jenny, last year's presentation was a culmination of a tremendous amount of effort by you and by others. Tell us a bit about the, the, what's involved. 
Yes, so um, last year we started from the ground up. We uh, had to become a chapter of this nonprofit and we had to pull together the, the performers and secure the rentals facility. Um, it really was a lot of work, a lot of reach out, reaching out to different organizations within the community. And um, we had just a lot of, of positive response. We're so grateful for the different organizations, the congregations, both Christian and non-Christian, who were very supportive of this idea of um, developing feelings of goodwill within these congregations, which then hopefully will then translate into having a more welcoming community altogether mm -hmm. that hopefully we can partner to address things like hunger or homelessness or uh, the different things that divide us. Um, but it really is a message of hope. And so all this work, uh, it was it was worth it to, to be able to bring this message to the community, to have the beautiful music, which helps to, one to feel those, those feelings of hope and also through the story of, of Christ, to hear that, those, that message of hope, but also to see the beautiful representation of hope through the community of people coming together to put together something that's bigger than oneself and to overcoming differences to, to unite mm -hmm. for an evening. Well, David, uh, this will be your second time then to experience uh, mm -hmm. this. Uh, tell us a little bit about what it was like the first time and what, what it the, uh, the role that I sing is the role of Thomas, uh, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus who is famously called Doubting Thomas mm -hmm. because he doubted the resurrection of Jesus until he could see it with his own eyes. Uh, at one of the early rehearsals last year, one of the choir members remarked to me, knowing that I'm a pastor, that, oh, this must, must be funny or ironic for you as a pastor to sing the role of Doubting Thomas, as if pastors aren't allowed to doubt. <laughs> Uh, and I said, well, no, actually, it's, it's right on the mark that all of us are, are, are doubters in one way or another. All of us struggle with the unknown. And I think being able to put to words and to music our struggle with what is unknown is probably more important than putting on a face that pretends like we know all that there is to know. Sure. So it's, it's been a, a humbling experience for me and a, and a meaningful experience for me, too. Well, Jenna, are you all set with the participants, with the choir, with the orchestra members and so on, the soloists? Yes, so the choir's actually been rehearsing since January 5th. Uh, and as I said, we have over 100 people singing and it's sounding absolutely magnificent. It, it's really great. Uh, the orchestra, however, does not begin rehearsals until February 9th. And we still welcome uh, community members who would like mm -hmm. to play in the orchestra, specifically um, string instruments and percussion. So if they are interested, they're welcome to reach out um, to me, either Facebook or at our website. Are tickets available for the performances prior to the performance? Yes, they're available through the Midland Center for the Arts. Mm -hmm. You can go to tickets.mcfta.org or call the box office. Uh, tickets are $22 for adults in Tier 1, closer to the stage. Um, tier 2 is $12 mm -hmm. per person. Uh, student tickets are $9 across the board. And uh, there are discounts for groups of five or more uh, if you buy five or more tickets at a time. Um, and there are also some complimentary tickets, right? Yes, yes. So last year, since one of the purposes of Lamb of God is to help and unite the community, uh, we specifically wanted to provide those in our, in our community who may be, be struggling uh, to see this performance for free. And so I reached out to uh, some of the social services organizations in the region, including mm -hmm. Open Door 1016, the Emmaus House in Saginaw, um, and, and some other organizations, and provided the opportunity for them to provide free tickets to their clients. And so if there are any uh, organizations that do provide social services, they're welcome to contact me, and I'd be happy to provide as many tickets as they need to allow those who might not be able to attend to, to hear this message of hope. Okay, well, David, if you give us the particulars of the performance again, when, where? At the Midland Center for the Arts, the Lamb of God performance will take place on the nights of Friday, February 28, and Saturday, February 29, both at 7.30 p.m. 
Well, thank you, Jenny. Thank you, David, for uh, that update on the Lamb of God Midland Concerts at the end of February. In our next segment, we'll learn about the fundraiser for Midland Firefighter Youth Foundation. Midland Community Television has exciting news for Midland area nonprofits. Recently, MCTV has undergone changes both technologically and organizationally to help you share your story better and reach your audience wherever they are. Our new services include public service announcements, special event recordings, audio podcasts, YouTube video, live TV broadcasts streamed online, and more. Call 837-3474 for details. Follow us on Facebook and search for MCTV Community Voices on YouTube or podcast platforms for more local stories. Join us to build a better community through media at MCTV. I'm John McPeak and this is Community Focus, presented by the Friends of MCTV. In this third segment, our guest is Max Coplin, the treasurer of the Midland Firefighters Youth Foundation and the planning organizer of the 2020 Charity Ball. Max, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you for having me. Would you bring us up to date on the this annual um, Midland Firefighters Youth Foundation uh, Charity Ball? So at the end of February, uh, the 29th to be exact, we're having our fifth annual Charity Ball fundraiser. Mm -hmm. It's the largest fundraiser that we have and the main way that we can um, get funding for the year so we can keep sponsoring the groups that we do. The money that we raise goes directly back into the community, mm -hmm. specifically for youth organizations, after-school clubs, sports teams, um, basically anything that involves uh, Midland County youth in academics or athletics we're interested in, we want to be a part of, helping support. So the fundraiser is a big part of uh, getting the funds in order to do that. And That's then correct. Also accept monetary donations and so yep. forth. And the charity ball is going to be where and when? So <clears throat> the charity ball is going to be, like I said, Saturday, February 29th at the Midland Country Club. It's a semi-formal event. The tickets are $75 and it's open to the general public. So anybody that wants to come is interested and is welcome to come. Um, the ticket prices covers three drink tickets as well as admission in. We're going to be having a silent auction. There's going to be a buffet-style dinner. Um, we're going to have a little bit of entertainment with uh, um, Nightlife Entertainment. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they've helped us out in the, in the past, and we're happy to have them back. Uh, dance floor be available for those that want to dance? Yes, yes. They will be providing then an LED dance floor, which is one of the it's one, very few in the state right now. Um, it's they customize it so that it does different colors mm. and shapes and kind of thing. We had it last year and it was a, a huge hit. A lot of people were talking about it. And that all, the activities all start at what five thirty or so? That's correct. Doors open at five thirty and dinner will start at six thirty. Okay. Can you give us an idea of some of the items in the site on auction? If not, by specifically just are there are there artworks? Are there uh, baskets? Are there without without getting too specific? Um, we have a lot of homemade items. We have a lot of um, locally made mm -hmm. items from different uh, businesses around, not just Midland, but the Tri City area. Um, a lot of the same donors as last year. We have some new ones. Uh, really excited. I think this year we've we're having more. Um, locally made or handmade things rather than mm -hmm. just gift certificates, which we will be having, though. Now, the tickets are available now, but Correct. you have kind of a cutoff date so that you can get all the the numbers to the mm -hmm. 
Country Club is on. What is that date and uh, where are tickets available? So right now, the last date of purchase tickets is uh, the 14th of February. Mm -hmm. You can purchase them online at mffyf.org slash shop, or you can contact the Youth Foundation, whether it be Facebook or email. Um, I can, mm -hmm. we have the email, I think. Um, if you're interested, if you have questions, please get us get a hold of us. We'd love to tell you more about it. Um, that's the those are the easiest ways to do that. Sure. Now, sponsors, the U.S. sponsors for the uh, program, mm -hmm. and uh, as I recall, last year you had uh, 20 or so sponsors. How is the sponsorships coming along this year? The sponsorships are going really well. Um, we have a lot of we have a lot of interest in not just providing donations, but also helping us financially. Mm -hmm. uh, the sponsorships help us offset the cost of the event. So um, we have four levels this year. We have a 100, a 250, a 500, and a 1,000 level. If you're interested in donating or um, being a sponsor, mm -hmm. please contact us via email, and we'd love to uh, work with you on that. So to uh, via email or Facebook or yep. and the website, any, any of those places would be a way to get... Correct. Get the word to somebody so that they yep. can either yep. give you the give the answers or get somebody to give the answers. That's correct. So again, the website is uh, mffyf.org and slash shop for tickets. Yep. And uh, Facebook is Midland Firefighters Youth Foundation. Correct. Well, Max, thank you for appearing on Community Focus. Give You're us welcome. some information about the fundraiser on February 29th for the fifth annual 2020 Charity Ball. Correct. Thank you. Thank you for having me. In our final segment today, we will hear about the Midland Symphony Orchestra's winter concert and their partner, the Midland Chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. The MCTV Network helps Midland residents share their story with the community. Our media producer workshops will help you get started. In one short session, you will learn how to create media that will educate, entertain, and enrich the community in which we live. Get registered for a workshop by calling 837-3474, follow us on Facebook for more information, and search for MCTV Community Voices on YouTube and your podcast platform for more local stories. Join us to build a better community through media at MCTV. For this final segment of Community Focus, presented by the Friends of MCTV, we'll get an update on the Midland Community Orchestra's Winter Concert, which will be held at 3 p.m. on Sunday, February 9th at the Bullock Creek High School Auditorium. To celebrate Black History Month, the orchestra will be performing Strauss's Roses from the South, selections from Cats, arranged by Loudon, Zupa's Overture from Poet and Peasant, Scott Joplin's Maple Leaf Rag, Florence Price's Dances in the Cane Breaks, and Florence Price is the first African-American female to have music played by a major orchestra. And the final uh, selection will be Duke Ellington's A Medley for Orchestra, arranged by Custer. Admission to the concert is free, and there will be a free cake reception following the concert. In addition, the orchestra is partnering with the local chapter of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, who will have an information table at the concert. We welcome Elisa Malone, the president of the Mu Alpha Omega chapter of the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, and Janice Wallace, the past president. Ladies, welcome to Focus. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Uh, Elisa, would you give us some background information on Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority organization, its purposes? Yes. 
Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated was founded in 1908 on Howard University in um, Washington, D.C. We currently have over a thousand chapters worldwide, and that's over 300,000 members. Um, we, our purpose is to continually to develop professional women, personally and professional, and also to be of service to all mankind. So, you have. Um I missed my place here for a minute. It's a uh, sorority, so obviously it's a uh, it's a women's organization. Uh, you have two key arenas to focus on. Could you uh, talk about those? Yes, um, our key arenas to focus on is professional and personal development, and then to be an advocate for social change. And we do this um, on a global level as as well as the local level. So each chapter helps to do that locally. What's the current international platform, Janice? Well, we are for 2018 through 2020, um, sorry, 2022, we're working with a program called Exemplifying Excellence Through Sustainable Service. And it's a call to action to work in your local community, regional communities, and internationally. To, and we have a signature program, which is called Hashtag CAP, which is the college admissions process where we work with high school students to aid and assist them with their college admissions process. And we have five target programs. Mm -hmm. Number one, HBCU for Life, a call to action, and this is supporting our historical historically black colleges and universities, mm -hmm. which are mostly in the South, but we do have fundraisers to help assist them with uh, fees for app, uh, scholarships, and we make donations through our EAF, our Education Advancement Foundation. We have number two, our Women's Health Initiative, which is for health care and wellness, where we are featuring uh, programs to help women with heart health, uh, healthy diets, also breast cancer awareness. We have programs to help us walk at least uh, 8,000 steps a day. Mm -hmm. And we're focusing on those kinds of things. Uh, number three is building our your economic legacy, which is helping people to plan for financial planning, uh, getting uh, improving their health, uh, their scores of their credit, mm -hmm. and also supporting uh, organizations such as our entrepreneurships with black businesses. Number four is the arts, which is again two uh, major programs featuring the uh, contributions of our African-American artists and focusing on the uh, Harlem Renaissance, which we have since uh, in uh, I think last fall mm -hmm. had a program with the uh, partnering with the Center for the Arts. Mm -hmm. And our final program, which is uh, the Global Impact, where we assist with uh, underserved nations. We've uh, done some uh, eyeglass collections through the Lions Club International, made donations through them. Souls for Souls, which is donations of gently used or new shoes, and also making dresses and shirts for children in Africa and Haiti. Well, how does the local Mu Alpha Omega chapter uh, implement these programs on a local level here in Midland? Well, Mu Alpha Omega was uh, chartered in Midland in 1978. Uh, since then, we have raised um, over $300,000 and gave a lot of time in the way of scholarships to graduating seniors mm -hmm. and then also um, putting on programming for ages um, K through 12 is usually normally what we focus on. We do partner with many other organizations in the community. 
um, Midland Center for the Arts specifically, we mm -hmm. did do the um, event where we highlighted African-American poets and authors to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Harlem Renaissance. Uh, we also um, created a STEMonomics program, mm -hmm. which for 2019, we did throughout the entire year. Mm -hmm. We went to different schools in the Great Lakes Bay community, teaching them about STEM programming, STEM jobs, and also economics. And we were able to do that because we received a grant from Dow Chemical to put on that mm -hmm. program. Um, we also partnered with Mathnasium and the Great Lakes Bay Region Chapter of Jack and Jill and Kid Domain where we did some SAT and ACT prep for juniors and seniors in high school. Now, how many women are currently members of your local chapter? Are you looking for new or returning members? We have 16 fabulous women who are a part of our chapter. Um, we pull our, our talents and our time to be able to put that programming on. For um, new membership, we are bound by the rules of our sorority of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And if you would like more information about that, you can go to our website, maoaka.com. Well, coming full circle, folks will be able to meet your members and get information at your table at the Midland Community Orchestra's Winter Concert on Sunday, February 9th at 3 p.m. in the Bullet Creek Auditorium. So, Elisa and Janice, thank you for joining me. Thank you for bringing us up to speed on the programs and the accomplishments of the new Alpha Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad that you joined us for the February installment of Community Focus. We've heard about some useful, informative, and educational activities that we can all look forward to in Midland in the coming weeks. The Community Focus program is one of the activities of Friends of MCTV, activities that continually support and promote our local cable access television station. If you'd like to join Friends of MCTV or learn more about our organization, you can like us on Facebook, email us at friendsofmctv at gmail.com, or call or visit the MCTV studio in the Grace A. Dow Memorial Library. And remember, if your club or nonprofit organization would like to join us at this table in the months to come, you can find our application online at MCTV section of the city website, or you can visit MCTV in person to submit an application. We'd love to have you be a part of Community Focus. This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation.